0: I'm Alex DeLay, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. A disclaimer before we begin. Today's episode is about death and the moments leading up to it. Listener discretion is advised. The global pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, but among the most affected are our doctors and nurses. I'm sure you've seen the images of overcrowded hospitals and overworked medical staff. We rely on doctors to care for us, especially during our final moments. But how do you tell a patient their journey is coming to an end? Getting the communication right is critical, not just for the patient, but also for their family and for the rest of the medical staff. Today's guest understands the value of good medical communication. Palliative care doctor Anthony Back experienced firsthand the damage done by COVID-19 to his hometown of Seattle. He realized that his hospital was not well equipped to interact with so many patients in such dire circumstances. To help his fellow medical practitioners, Anthony published a communication guide, titled Vital Talk. It became a resounding success and has since been read around the world as well as translated into 25 languages. What do you say to a severely ill patient? How do you find balance between truth and hope? Let's join narrator Rachel Waltz and find out on this episode of Vision Vibes.
1: The battle with COVID-19 rages on, still with no end in sight. As medical facilities are placed under even greater pressure, one point has become especially vital to practitioners. It's how well they'll be able to communicate with patients and family during treatment. Palliative care doctor Anthony Back made it his mission to address the issue. He published a guide called Vital Talk, and improved it to achieve better communication during the pandemic.
2: I published first as a Google doc and um, people started to come, it started to get downloaded. Um, Other physicians in other countries offered to translate it. um, And so now it's been translated into 25 languages.
1: As specialists across the world grapple with this unprecedented dilemma, Dr. Back looks to the future of medical communication. Seattle was the site of America's first COVID-19 infection. Harborview Medical Center is one of the city's most well-known hospitals. It's here that Dr. Anthony Back works in the palliative care department. From the very start of the outbreak, Dr. Back witnessed the obstacles faced by other medical professionals as they attempted to understand the virus.
2: In the early days of the pandemic, um, one of the things we all were noticing was that there was a lot of uncertainty because we didn't know what the clinical course of patients would be. We didn't know how important the protective equipment was. And um, all that made it very scary to be a doctor.
1: Practitioners nationwide took to social media to lament the difficulties of properly communicating with the infected and their families. Dr. Back realized the extent of the problem.
3: I'm tired of walking into rooms and
1: your patient's
3: dead. Uh, you just walk into a room and there's a dead body there. Uh, I'm. I'm Calling families and telling them that (laughs) news. One of the hardest moments was having to see a family member of a COVID patient say goodbye over an iPad
1: rooms away.
2: A couple of situations come to mind where it was very difficult to talk to patients. One was when patients were, you know, dying. Um, their family couldn't come into the hospital. And so one of the new communication things we have had to learn is um, how, as a doctor or nurse at the bedside of someone who's dying, how we help a family member who's on an iPad or a tablet or on a phone, how we help that family member talk to the patient. Another thing we've had to learn is how to ask patients and talk to them about what they would want if they really got sick because many patients now as they are hearing about what happens to others they do not want to be admitted to the hospital if the risk is that they would end up dying alone you know people are very concerned about that
1: dr back had spent nearly 30 years delving into the topic of medical communication publishing articles and research papers on the subject his findings on this unique form of communication came to be called Vital Talk and have been supported by practitioners across the globe. Seeking to help medical organizations in the midst of the pandemic, Dr. Back made new additions to his work in order to suit the risks posed by COVID-19.
2: Vital Talk is a non-profit organization that Uh, trains doctors and nurses to communicate better with people who have a serious illness. Um, We started Vital Talk after we had done years of research um, funded by the National Institutes of Health where we learned how to change doctor behavior and make them better communicators. The COVID-ready communication guide that I wrote for Vital Talk is um, special because it focuses on the situations that COVID brings up. You know, do you need to be screened for COVID? What happens if you turn positive for COVID? How do you tell a family member that they can't come in and visit? All those special COVID problems, those are what got covered in the COVID-ready communication guide. Normally, the way Vital Talk really helps doctors get better is we both give them the things to say, and then we help them practice saying them. We teach them in small groups where there are actors who play patients, so doctors can really practice knowing what to say and then actually saying it but with covid we knew that we wouldn't be able to do that for everybody in the country so we just needed to give them the words
1: he created videos simulating communication among a variety of medical situations and made them free to view online one video deals with how to inform family members that a patient needs to be removed from a ventilator Dr. Bach's greatest priority was better understanding the emotions of the patient and family.
3: What I mean is that his COVID has gotten so bad um, that he is not going to make it. Um, we are going to have to take him off the ventilator.
1: You're going to take him off the ventilator? He's going to die. And isn't that my decision to decide if he goes off The ventilator?
3: Normally, yes, it would be your decision. Um, But because of this horrible epidemic, we are following um, special rules. This is a nightmare. I can't imagine what this is like for you. Um, I, I can see how much you care about him. Oh, my gosh. This pandemic is changing everything. Uh, I'm sorry. Now what? I do want you to know that no matter what happens, we will keep him comfortable. We will make sure that he gets medicine so that he's free of pain, that he's not short of breath, that any other symptoms are treated. Um, we will enable him um, to have a peaceful death.
2: One of the things we wanted to do with that video is show people a good example, because there's been a lot of teaching before Vital Talk where they would show you a a video of something bad and point out all the ways in which it was bad, but they didn't actually show you how to do it. We are hearing from doctors and nurses all over the country that they used the manual, it gave them a starting point for what to do, and we are hearing lots of stories all the time about Um, how doctors and nurses have used the phrases that we put into that manual. And I've seen them in the paper, including the New York Times and the Seattle Times, and many different places. So I I can tell that there has been a kind of viral spread of, of all this work.
1: Dr. Back made the first edition of Vital Talk in 2004. His inspiration for the project was the bitter recollections of his mother's battle with cancer. When
2: I was in high school, my mother was diagnosed with this blood cancer, and she had it all the way through my first year of college. And, you know, I went to a couple of doctor's appointments with her, but I never really understood what was going on. And I think the doctors were doing their best, but they talked a lot about her blood counts, um and other lab tests and they never really talked about what was going to happen with her and so i think when she did really die i think our family was quite unprepared um i think my father was completely shocked Uh, and so that was really the beginning of my realizing that um when we talk about what happens when someone gets a serious illness um that what we talk about really matters it has really huge consequences for people's lives um and I've seen that over and over in my practice as a doctor.
1: Enduring this tragedy was the impetus for Dr. Back to consider what improvements could be made in medical communication.
2: So there are two issues. One problem that doctors have is that of course, we are very scientifically trained and that, and we're very good about talking about the scientific concepts and the labs and all, all those kinds of results. Um, but we're not very good at translating that into what a patient and family could expect. Second part is that talking about those things makes people emotional because, you know, we get emotional about things that we really care about. And, you know, when people get really emotional about something, they can't take in very much information, all of us. If we're, if we're really upset, it's hard to l- listen to more information. And what doctors need to learn is that when people get upset, you have to pause and acknowledge those emotions and help people process them in the moment. And then they can understand more.
1: Having researched a vast number of clinical cases, Vital Talk was brought to fruition. 2020, Dr. Back released the newest version of the document, updated for use in the era of the coronavirus. But even in changing times, the greatest priority remains the same, to understand the emotions of the patient and family.
2: One of the stories um, that has come out of this work that Vital Talk has done um, is... Uh, 94-year-old woman lived in assisted living. Uh, was dealing with uh, congestive heart failure and heart disease. Her daughter would come by every week and visit, take her outside for a walk, and so she still enjoyed all those things, even though she was really frail um, in her assisted living. You know, COVID swept through. Um, she got infected. She ended up in the hospital. Her daughter, who had been her main support and you know for whom she had been a single mother. Um, was, you know, totally frightened and pulling her hair out at the idea that she'd lose her mother, that she wouldn't be able to say goodbye. And she didn't have a dad didn't, who was involved with her, you know, didn't have brothers and sisters. She really felt like her mother was her whole world. While she had been so dependent on her mother, there were also things she'd been really resentful about that she had not been able to say, that she was um, conflicted about. You know, what happened to her father? What did, did her mother do something? Did she do something? All those things that came out. And so what we did was we prepared her for that conversation so she could work some of that out so it didn't have to come out um, with what she needed to say to her mother. Although she cried a lot all through the call, um, it went pretty well. And and afterwards, I think she felt like she had said everything that she needed to say, and the nurse told her that her uh, mother could hear it, and was nodding, and looked at the phone, and was clearly taking it, clearly taking it in. So it was really quite an emotional moment for the nurse and, and for the patient. I mean, it's so important for all of us, you know, doctors and patients alike, and family members, to focus on we, what we can do and um, not get so hung up on what we can't do that we that we don't do all the stuff we, we are able.
1: New cases of the virus continue to surface, and what was once seen as a battle draws out into a grueling war. Vital Talk offers a direct perspective on how medical specialists can better communicate with patients and their families on the road to healing.
2: Okay. My motto is that healing comes from science um, plus emotion. The reason I put emotion in this is because um, emotion is a way that we understand really important big things. We understand them emotionally before we understand them intellectually, right? We understand the feeling that we're having before we even understand, you know, all the... Statistics about what it means. And so it's really an inextricable part of um, what makes us human. There are a lot of doctors who really have not learned the lessons about emotion that I've been talking about. There are a lot of doctors who think you shouldn't talk about it. There are a lot of doctors who think that patients will just learn on their own. There are a lot of doctors who don't feel like they can really help patients through that. Um, And, you know, that's the big thing we're trying to change. But you know covid has introduced a whole new layer and you know in many ways covid has made it clear to doctors that they actually have to learn to do this like it's not just enough to know how to you know prone somebody who, who who's on a ventilator like flipping them over is not the whole story like it's good and you need to do that but you need to know how to talk to everybody too
0: Healing comes from science plus emotion. Anthony reminds us that above everything else, medicine is the science of care, and caring for one another is a fundamentally human endeavor. Beneath the labels of patient and doctor, there are two people, two complex webs of hopes, dreams, doubts, and fears. Sound medical knowledge and good technique may allow you to treat the physical, but it's empathy and compassion that treat the emotional. This holds especially true in the last moments of life. Once the physical can no longer be cured, the best we can hope for is to be treated with dignity and respect. That's precisely why we need doctors like Anthony. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex DeLay. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from
3: inspiring people on Vision Vibes.